Hello, welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. Thank you, legend, where my dad's at. Oh, wow. Really? Where my dad's at? Hey, come on. Dad, you guys are legends. You know what? I am actually grateful for you, dads, if you're just aspiring to be a legend around here. You might not feel like one today, but that's fine. If you're trying to be a legend, in fact, anyone in here trying to be a legend, I salute you. You are a legend. At Lighthouse, we love our dads, dads who practice self-care like these guys up on the stage. They look after themselves. They live selflessly, and they're prepared to make sacrifices. These are the kind of dads who are legends. In fact, the only time you'll catch us rolling our eyes at dads is when they tell a dad joke. How do you find Will Smith in a snowstorm? You got to look for the fresh prince. No? This is a story all about how my life got flipped. Come on, guys. Nope. I used to play piano by ear, but now I have to use my hands. Oh, there's people even leaving. Come on. (laughs) You can roll your eyes at that. Uh, Today, I want to ask the question, what is a legend? In fact, how do you live life to become a legend? How do you live in such a way that you can achieve legend, wait for it, dairy status? Well, I want to tell you about the legend of Grace O'Malley. That's right, Grace O'Malley. She was alive in the 16th century, in the 1500s. She is known as the Pirate Queen of Galway. Or should I say, the Poirot Queen of Galway. While Henry VIII and the Tudors were engaged in their conquest for the British Isles, Grace O'Malley rose up against them and led a band of pirates to defend her homeland and the small islands off the west coast of Ireland. She was raised by pirates, actually. Her dad started it. And when she was a little girl, she said, Daddy, I want to come out on the open sea with you. And he said, no, you can't do that, Grace. You're a girl. And all the girls said, so you know what Grace did? She got her dad's cutlass and she cut off all her hair so she looked like a boy and said, now you can take me on the open sea, Dad. That's the kind of gal she was. That said, she knew how to look after herself because she lived to a ripe old age and died of natural causes. She was also really selfless, actually. She's quoted as saying, I'd rather have a shipload of Conroys and McAnally's than a shipload of gold. She didn't, she didn't seek after riches. She wanted to support her crew, Conroys and McAnally's, good Irish families. She was also willing to make sacrifices. She gave birth to four children, and rumor has it that at one point uh, she was on her ship And she gave birth to one of her children. And while she was in labor, the ship came under attack. She gave birth. And then shortly after, grabbed her pistol and cutlass and came back on board and joined the fight. Grace O'Malley was a legend. 
Listen to this legendary wisdom. Proverbs 1, 8 to 9 says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching, for they will be a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. This is from Solomon, the legendary king of the Bible. He wrote this, and he knew he had something to offer, because he says, listen to what I'm about to say. I've got something valuable for you. Legends know they've got something valuable, and they know they can look after So they, they look after it. They take care of it. Solomon referred to what he was going to say in the, in the following verses as a crown and a chain. He had something valuable to give, and he knew it. So he had to take care of himself. This wisdom is also echoed right the way through the Bible. In 1 Corinthians, you'll read uh, Paul say, You are not your own to the church at Corinthians. You were bought at a price. Jesus gave his life for you. So you're valuable to him. So look after your bodies. Fathers, actually all of us, you're legends. You're valuable. You've got something to offer. So look after yourself. Care for yourself. Look after your health. Look after your mental health. Know that what is happening in your mind is important. Share that story with others. Talk about it with people you trust. Look after your physical health like these guys. Don't ride a motorbike. That's the only exercise you get when you ride a motorbike. Ride a push bike. Get your breath up. Walk, swim, play team sports. Come rock climbing. Look after your bodies. Most of all, look after your spiritual health. Make sure that your spirit is alive, connected to the Father who made you. Through prayer, through reading the Bible, through engaging in rhythms like coming to church every week. It's so good for you. It's good for your soul to do these things. Look after yourself. I think one of the easiest ways to look after yourself spiritually is actually to create rhythms or patterns in your life. You know, to look after your mental health, you should set in a rhythm of learning. Never stop learning. When was the last time you learned something new? Read books. Try new skills. Pick up an instrument. Learn a language. Keep your mind active and alive. The same with your body. Exercise rhythmically. Every day, take one cheat day, eat a donut this afternoon. But on Monday, go for a walk. <laughs> Develop a spiritual rhythm of prayer. And, and, and maybe uh, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm thinking maybe there's a few people that are tired of prayer. You know, I'm asking for God all the stuff, all the time. And it's, I'm asking Him every single day and it's just not happening what I'm asking. But I want to ask you this, how much time are you listening to God? I want to encourage you this week, men, all, spend your prayer rhythm listening rather than asking, and you'll find something deeper in your relationship with Him. I want to encourage you, it's easy. Set a five-minute stopwatch on your phone and stop. Close your eyes. Don't think about what you need to ask. Don't produce anything. Don't tick off any tasks. Just listen to God and say, God, what do you want me to hear today? I guarantee you he'll speak into your identity and he'll tell you that he's your father and that you are his child. And when you can live your life as a child of God, wholeheartedly knowing that nothing you did earns that love, but that he just gives it to you freely, you'll live from such a healthy place 
You'll be so, you'll, you'll walk into life fuller than what you were before. And not only that, seeing yourself as a child of God, but you see yourself as someone who God has prepared good work for him to do, for her to do. God has good stuff for you to do, valuable things for you to do with your life. So look after those things. Somehow, Grace O'Malley and Solomon both lived to an old age, so they must have known how to look after themselves, even though they faced extraordinary times. A legend knows they've got something valuable to offer, so they look after it. They know how to self-care. But that's not where it ends. A legend is also selfless. The reason why they care for themselves is because they know they've got something valuable to give to others. It's not just about self-care so that you can be great and fancy and nice and have your little rhythms. We need you to look after yourself so that you can give that valuable, good thing that God's prepared for you to do to all of us. Do we truly believe that? We live each day with a deep conviction that God has powerful, legendary work for each of us to do. In fact, do we position ourselves each day of the week to draw that power out of those around us? It doesn't just end with us. We've got to draw it out of people around us. Solomon said, don't forsake your mother's teaching. In the first line, he says, I've got something valuable, so listen up. And also, do not forsake your mother's teaching. He knew that his wife had an equal part to play in what he was going to offer and that it was important that he live a big enough life to ensure he could draw out the power and wisdom of others. He built his kingdom on this, actually, because when you read the story of Solomon, you'll see that he brought craftsmen, suppliers, wealthy neighbors, historians, songwriters, all together to make the world a better place. And he did it. Arguably the most incredible time period ever for the kingdom of Israel happened under Solomon. And I reckon it's because he brought people together. Grace O'Malley, she knew the power of others. She actually gave 200 troops to uh, uh, the queen at one point. She met Queen Elizabeth uh, the first, not the current Queen Elizabeth, God bless her. Queen Elizabeth the first, she, she, Queen Elizabeth was like this Grace O'Malley chick, she's causing us trouble out there. I know she caused my dad trouble, that's Henry VIII, if you know your history. And Queen Elizabeth said, I'm going to meet her, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk very, very uh, female way to solve a problem, isn't it? Men, we'll, we'll go to war, we'll fight each other, and we'll kill heaps of people. Women, well, let's, let's sit down, we can talk this out, I'm sure we can. And so she goes to see Queen Elizabeth, and um, they actually, her guards check her out just before she meets, and Grace O'Malley had a dagger hidden in her cloak, and so they took it off her, and the Queen says, why are you trying to do that? Anyway, they sort themselves out, and she ends up finishing the conversation, Grace O'Malley promises 200 soldiers to help the Queen incredible turning of their relationship. She led fleets of the fighting Irish to defend her homeland and stand up for their rights. And she knew this would take teamwork. She inspired them and called them out of their fears. She stood up and she stood out for what she believed. Do we live like that? Do we stand up and stand out because of what we believe? If yes, it's awesome. Keep going. Be encouraged with that. If no, or you don't feel like it today, or you believe that you can, but you're just not feeling it, close your eyes and listen to this. I mean it. Let's close our eyes all across this. I want to read something over you. 
I want to almost read it as if it's a, a promise for your life. Listen to these words unfold. I pray that you'd actually take them to heart and that they would form a truth that you build your life around. Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, handsome, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We're all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that lives inside us. It's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously, Give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I pray that that would be how you live your life. That you would liberate yourself from fear by knowing that you're a child of God and that your presence would automatically liberate others into that wonderful light. You're all legends capable of living legendary lives. And if your eyes are still closed, you can go ahead and open them. See the light? Because that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you are the light of the world to the group of people that were following him. He said, a town on a hill can't be hidden. In the story of Jesus, we're reminded of this incredible paradox that actually sacrifice can be life-giving. Sounds strange, isn't it? Sacrifice can actually bring life. In Jesus' story, we see the ultimate expression of love displayed as a selfless sacrifice. This is the third thing. Legends know how to self-care. They live selflessly and they're prepared to make sacrifices. In Jesus' story, it was about love. You see, he wasn't just murdered without cause. He wasn't just betrayed by his friends. He wasn't just ridiculed and insulted publicly by his own people and the Romans. He wasn't just denied by his closest friend. He wasn't just subjected to the deep anguish and emotional conflict of being disconnected with his father God. It was all of these things at the same time. That is the cost Jesus was willing to to pay in order to let your light shine. So far be it from us to close that light off. Jesus chose to undergo this extraordinary sacrifice to restore everyone's relationship with God. Anyone who believes in Jesus' sacrifice can be reunited with God. Anyone who follows his selfless way of living experiences abundant and complete joy. Anyone who self-cares for themselves the way Jesus did. Wait a minute, Jesus self-cared? Yeah, absolutely. Did the same thing I like to do. Retreat to the wilderness and pray. He looked after his body. He feasted with his friends regularly. 
There's one Bible commentator that says Jesus ate and drank his way through the Gospels. So often we find Jesus in a scene sharing food with his friends. He, saw, he knew how to look after himself. When you do that, you prepare yourself to live life to the full, to do the good things that God has prepared for you. Know how to self-care. But I must warn you, in Colossians 3.21, the Apostle Paul writes, Fathers, don't embitter your children or they'll become discouraged. This process I've described of self-care, selflessness, and sacrifice has to go in that order. It's a linear process. I've observed far too often when men try and live selflessly day in, day out, day in, day out, without any self-care. They become burned out and bitter and shells, and then that creeps into the relationships of their lives. Worse than that, I've seen people who desire to make sacrifice without any uh, aim to be selfless. That is, is sacrifice without selflessness. That's just suicide. That's what makes suicide so tragic and so heartbreaking. It's, it's life stolen and destroyed by bitterness and depression. That is exactly what the enemy of life would want you to live like. But we don't see that in Jesus' story, not in his legendary sacrifice. No, 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 no. A legend knows they've got something valuable to offer to others. They know how to take care of that valuable thing. And they know that it's probably going to cost them their life. Now, maybe not always in death, but definitely it will require sacrifice for us to achieve the good things that God has got for us. Like Jesus, his sacrifice brought us life. We um, often probably realize that we can't achieve that kind of legendary status just on our own. Because at some point, we fall short. We drop the ball, we act in anger, and we fall into shame. But here's the good news. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. That doesn't have to become your identity. Fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, everyone. Your identity gets to be set by God. And when you follow Him, you're free to be inspired by Him. Free to talk to Him, but better, listen to Him. You're free to tell others about Him, to live out the good stuff that He's doing in your life. You're free to follow and mimic the legendary life that Jesus lived. You can shamelessly care for yourself so that it bears fruit in your life for other people. You can selflessly empower the lives of those around you, knowing that it's not going to take away from the great light that God already has in you. And you can be prepared to make sacrifices to ensure that there's freedom, justice, and hope for all people. We can live legendary lives when we do it, knowing that we've got the best dad ever. So happy Father's Day, Dad. Thank you for being our one true father. In closing, I, uh, can we get a picture of Grace O'Malley back again? I mentioned to you that Grace O'Malley had some children. And uh, at some point in her pirate escapades, she married Donald O'Flaherty. Grace is my great-grandmother times 20. 20 generations ago, that was my great-grandma. Pistols, swords, fighting Irish. 
In fact, that, that, she, that photo looks a lot like my sister's. My sister, in fact, that's pretty much what life was like growing up for me. <laughs> me running and hiding, my sister's. <sighs> that's why I'm such a brittle little fragile thing. Hmm. Grace lived a legendary life and inspired the Flaherty clan to live legendary lives. And you all have stories you're connected to of ancestors who lived legendary lives. We all do. But the greatest thing of all is we're all connected to God. We're all descendants of Him. In fact, He is our one true Father and He will empower you to live a legendary life where you can care for yourself, live selflessly and make sacrifices so that his kingdom will continue to expand and become real in the lives of all those around us. I pray that's an encouragement to you. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at a differentlight.com.au or join us at one of our Sunday gatherings.